0: Welcome to your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman.
1: Hi folks, David Molnar here and the one, the only Rich Coleman. How you doing today, Rich?
0: I just... I was great until I just dropped my kombucha, but thank God the top was on. There you go. <laughs> you wouldn't want to go topless. Ooh, ooh. Not these days, anyway. Um, hey, welcome
1: to... episode. I actually don't know what episode number it is. It's like 35. 36. Or 36? Okay, sorry. Yeah, I mean, 36. Totally, like 36. Uh, welcome to episode 36 of Your Photography Mentor Podcast. Rich, usually your camera lately has looked awesome. And mine looks kind of, meh. And today, mine looks awesome.
0: Today, we switched.
1: We did switch. Well, David,
0: I don't know if you're aware. I'm not actually in the same spot I'm normally at. Do so I look a little different to you?
1: You do, yeah. I, I thought your office looked, looked different.
0: Ramon, Ramon has my desk. Remember how I told you I had to cut off a part of my desk to make it work? Oh, yes, yes. So I'm I'm working from my coffee station currently.
1: Ah, yeah, I thought something looked different. I wasn't
0: but wasn't the, quite hey, sure. The, the coffee, the coffee's a lot closer, so I'm okay with that. Mm, speaking of coffee... It's literally between get... my two monitors. If I reach mm. between my two monitors, that's where I can make a coffee. There you go.
1: That's awesome. Well, hey, thank you all so much for tuning in today. Y'all are amazing. Um, Rich, I have a brand new... Um, I've got two new cameras right now. It's kind of crazy. I feel kind of like, you know... Uh, pretty awesome. <clears throat> Must be nice. Must yeah, be nice, David. I know. I know. Well, hey, you, you've you got both, you know, you've got one and the other one potentially coming here uh, sh- soon anyway. But I'm now, that's um, some
0: big news, by the way, if you want to talk yeah. about it, you can actually buy the R5 from Canon right now, or you could yesterday. So did you? No. I mean, it, it, B&H, it's still backordered. I was just aware of, I was aware that it was in stock at Canon yesterday. Okay. Why are you slacking?
1: What are you waiting for?
0: Uh you know you know I don't I'm I feel weird. I don't you know me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, thank y'all so much for tuning in today. Now here's the deal. Um I'm shooting on s- I'm shooting on uh, some new equipment today. I wanted to, I wanted to confirm something really quick before I before I announce this because this is this is pretty cool. Um uh confirm it. I'm
0: so I'm well, so intrigued. Well,
1: well, I did. I was trying to remember exactly the the stats on something real quick before I before I did. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. So, um, long story short, um,
0: the pressure, the pressure, the anticipation. Yeah.
1: There you go. I am shooting on my wife is like texting me at the same time. She's like, I need the Amazon code. I'm like, Anyone have that where it's like, oh, your number's the the one-time login thing. Okay, so I got a brand new camera uh, for my webcam because I was jealous of Rich, Rich's amazing webcam. Because I was just using my ISET camera on my Mac, which is which is great, but this is like the shallow depth of field, which looks really cool, and it's it's doing a pretty good job of face tracking and all sorts of things. And I'm gonna show you the wide angle version of this. I'm gonna get kick rich out of the screen for a second. Here's what it looks like, and I, of course, yes, I have a fan over here kind of squeaking. Let me, let me I'll turn off the, the swivel. Um, but what's cool is it's showing this wide angle, and it's auto-tracking on my eye, you know? So if I move around, in theory, it's gonna track my eye and all sorts of stuff, and, uh, and it's this shallow depth of field because I'm shooting at f2.0, and for those of you guys who have taken you know, some of our photography courses, like the Master Your Camera course, um, you know that 2.0 is actually, let me see if I can find a lens that will compensate for us. Here we go. You know that 2.0, as far as the size of the hole, looks more like like this. Actually, right about there. Okay? That's, that's the size of the hole. All right? And so, um, if you have a large size hole, it allows a lot of light coming in. And it also, another thing that it does, is it allows you to... Um, is it it allows you to uh, to actually blur the background just like you're seeing right now. So, I have a brand new lens attached to this brand new Canon RP, which is, uh, this camera is just awesome. I, I bought it literally just to be a webcam specifically, but it's such a cool camera, I'm probably gonna end up using it even more. But it's cool how it's this blurred background, um, and, uh, and you know I'm able to shoot at the shallow depth of field and make it simulate, not simulate, but actually be like a real camera and look like really high quality video as well. So, I cannot take the lens off, but I got this brand new lens, it's a Yongnuo 35mm f2.0 lens, okay? A lot of times I talk about this lens right here, the nifty 50, okay? And this lens is awesome, it's a very cool lens, let's see if it'll focus on there for me. It's a very cool lens, the Canon 50mm lens, it can go down to 2.0, uh, sorry, to 1.8, and so it can create a very blurry background, just like we've got going on here. Um, however, it's a normal focal length, so it's what you and I see with our eyes. It's not zoomed in, it's not zoomed out. For this webcam situation, I wanted it to be a little teeny bit wider. Okay, I wanted to be able to see a little bit more of the room. I didn't want it to be like so zoomed up on the on my zits and stuff like that. So I got a 35 millimeter because what it does is it pulls back just a little teeny bit. All right. And this thirty-five millimeter lens from Yongnuo is actually blowing me away a little bit. It's it's a Yongnuo lens that's fitted for Canon cameras, and I actually had to have a you know, with the RP, I'm going I'm going too many different too many different directions, but this type of mount is their traditional Canon uh, EF mount. Now the new type of mount for I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here, like you know newer cameras like the R5 and stuff, they actually have. A different mount they haven't, they actually have a different mount. They have a, a mount called the RF mount, so there's difference than uh, the EF and the RF mount. Wouldn't you say, Rich, there's a difference between the two? And so, what yeah, I have
0: the RF, the RF is huge. The whole, the, if
1: you've seen it, it's a the huge RF, hole. the RF is huge. So, long story short, this. These on the Canon R, Canon R5, RP, it actually takes a different type of lens. So I cannot take the EF mounted lens like this and attach it, it just will not work. I need an adapter like this, and this is a really cool one, it actually has a polarizer in it. I need an adapter first so that I can attach the EF mount lens. What's cool is that you can attach all sorts of types of lenses there and all sorts of things. So, um, you can use all, your, uh, all of your old lenses. Anyways, here's my point. This Yongnuo lens, this 35mm Yongnuo lens is awesome. So far, I'm really liking it. It's very similar in quality to the Nifty 50, so it's inexpensive, it's lightweight, it's easy to use, And um, but it, it, it can achieve some amazing results as you're seeing on camera right this very second. So, Without further ado, basically what I wanted to do was give away that Yongnuo 35mm lens that's a 2.0 so it can shoot at a very shallow depth of field like you're seeing right now with my camera not with Rich's camera. You know, does that sound, like, does that sound good for you, Rich,
0: Richard? Sounds like, a great, sounds like a great giveaway.
1: There we go. So we're gonna give away a Yongnuo uh, lens to one of you guys who shares this live broadcast. Say that
0: five times really fast. <laughs> Shh,
1: Yongnuo shares yeah, this yeah young young yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah young no young no. I, I can't do it man i'm not young enough so anyways uh there we go rich you having a little you having a little internet trouble over there you look you're coming yeah, in clear well, right think, now I, I think i'm back who knows you look great you look Thanks. splendid like like really splendid
0: you know what i mean like uh um, like wait oh i thought this was splenda this is stevia
1: i got i, uh, I thought it
0: was splenda i almost got excited
1: it was a raw, raw, raw joke. Hey, Rich, I got a question for you. What did the ship captain say to his fiance? I don't know. I like you a yacht.
0: Ooh. Okay, there it is. That's like the back to our origins. We haven't done one of those in a minute.
1: I know. I was thinking about it the other day. I was, I was really, I was really, uh, you know, I was really sad. Um, yeah. There you go. Um. All right. Well, what's some, what's some, uh, what's some big three stuff going on? What's, what's happened recently? We've got a fun, we've got a fun, uh, thing that we can talk to you guys about today,
0: but I don't want to, I don't want to let too many cats out of the bags. Yeah. Um, big three, David, I'm done shooting weddings pretty much. That's a big three in the life of Rich Coleman. Boom. That's awesome. It feels great to not have, like when I look at the next 30 days, there's no weddings in it. Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's kind of like Christmas. That's kind of like the same feeling I got when I was eight years old on Christmas Eve. It, it fills me with that much joy.
1: <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I actually have a family portrait shoot tonight. As long as it clears up, I'll be doing a shoot. Is that Brandon? Uh, no. It, this is for my friends, Ben and Alexa. I feel like I have an eyelash okay. in my eye. Um, so I keep on keep on messing with it. So sorry, guys. Um,
0: I know Ben and Alexa. Mm.
1: Yeah, they're they're wonderful people. They are wonderful people. Um, so you were here last week, Rich. I was.
0: I've actually been there a lot. Like last month, the last 30, I've, I've seen you a lot lately. So you're welcome for that outright. Like to start off, you're welcome for my friendship. <laughs> yeah. But what do um, we do? Let's talk about it. like I mean that, that could be the other two like what do you want to talk about what we did this time or the last time
1: this time or last time yeah let's talk about what we did last time but let's you know sorry we've got we've got all this stuff going on right now and it's like well what are we gonna talk about there's so many different things there's so many layers and there's some there's some there's some uh, I'll say there's some paperwork that's not finished yet okay. And that paperwork is what's keeping me back from some really big announcements that I'm really excited about. That's um, why I'm not
0: saying anything. I'm so afraid of like getting in trouble and like non-disclosure. I know. And all that. I know. I'm, I'm I not know. saying nothing. I'm so not, le- I'm not yeah, saying nothing.
1: There, there you go. Let's talk specifically about what we were talking about two weeks, or what we were working on two weeks ago. You came into town to film to help me to co-film, co-host, co-create, co-teach. Co-film. Co-author? I don't know. Co-instruct. Co-instruct. To instruct. um, There you go. A brand new course. Can anyone guess what that course is about? Dory Cordell says you just need to move to Florida.
0: Hey, if you guys are tuning in right this second.
1: If you guys are tuning in right this second, all right, and uh, you're on this live broadcast, let me know. Uh, Really quick, where y'all are tuning in from and how cold it is there. Just want to know. I'm in Florida. It is uh, 78 degrees right now. I'm in the panhandle of Florida, right? So it's not like the northern. Sorry, it is the northern part, so it's not the southern part. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Ramona says, you can't get us too excited to not spill the beans. That's right. That's right. Um, Cody is guessing Valenzuela is guessing stars. Um, Domenica says video. You know, it's interesting. I was talking about video, um, making some courses on video here really soon. But we did not do that. We didn't do video.
0: We guess. did video course, but it wasn't on how to video course. Of course we did. Of
1: course we did. Um, but we didn't, you know. Northern California says Heather Meckling, and she's saying it's Ooh, what 40 degrees. What part Heather? What part Heather? I um, she's Northern in North Cal- I, think she, I think she's near the wine country somewhere. Um, you know, 40 degrees. Melanie, it says Michigan, 75 degrees. That sounds pretty warm for Michigan, you know. I guess it's kind of that swing state, so it can kind of like you know, it could kind of get warm it could go cold. both ways. Yeah, it could go both ways. You know, I've uh, heard that about Kavita, you, Pete. <laughs> you heard wrong, sir. Kavita said it <laughs> snowed last week, but cool today. Awesome, Palmer. See, seven let me teach degrees. you guys
0: something about David. David, I've been trying to talk David and going to go into Iceland for like three years.
1: I don't and like he's cold. Like, there's,
0: there's snow, and I'm like, bro, the Northern Lights every night. Yeah. You just no, need to try
1: it. Like I I like snow for snowboarding. I like snow for sledding. You can I can like snow there. for Sure, but I like snow for ice skating. I like snow for for snowy things. I don't like to just go be cold. There's no way that's like exciting to I'll me. keep you, you warm. Know what I mean? I'll keep you warm.
0: 298.6. That's also not exciting 100, 100, to me. 197.2, 100, baby. <laughs> Wait, I love you, Rich,
1: but I'm just, you know, I'm not really the snuggling type with You know, if you didn't have a beard then maybe, but
0: you know, like I'll shave. You know. I'll shave for you. <laughs> Gosh.
1: Augusta, Georgia says Sonia, 70 degrees. There we go. We got a bunch of you guys tuning in. Linda's saying Georgia, 73 degrees. A bunch of, bunch of y'all are in Georgia.
0: Um, Bro, sounds like a meetup spot.
1: Fort Myers, Nina's in New Jersey. Astrophotography, Kavita says. So they're guessing the course. Bro, I
0: told you that, that needs to be our next one in Iceland.
1: I mean, twist my arm, you know? Twist my arm. I do want to go to Iceland for sure, for sure. Um, Dallas, 72 degrees, you guys are awesome. Okay, so we got a bunch of you guys tuning in. Okay, so what was it, two weeks ago? Were you here like twice in two weeks? Is that what happens? You had like one week off, something like that? I had one week
0: off. Okay. So three weeks ago, almost four weeks ago.
1: Okay. So here, here's the deal. I have, I have a little confession to make. You ready oh for gosh. this, Rich? Um, I don't know. Here's the, here's the thing. We believe that there are five steps Five. I'm going to focus on my ring, maybe. I don't know if... Actually, you know what? It's like... There we go. There we go. It's focusing on my ring.
0: If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it.
1: Yeah. Well, I did. I was 21. It's too early to get married, but you learn, you grow together. You know, it's just one of those things. You know, I got married like three or four years ago when I was 21. Ignore those gray hairs and the four kids and... And the the lines underneath my eyes and the bags and all that. Ignore all that stuff. Um, We believe there are five steps to becoming a professional photographer. And... Regardless of whether or not you want to it looks like you're just drinking a brewski, like a cold miller or something. Uh, it's, or a, what,
0: it's a health aid kombucha. Actually I
1: forget what kind of beers are in like a smaller compressed bottle like that. I, I remember seeing one. Coors maybe. Maybe it's a coors. I'm not sure. I don't really drink. Coors that kind of
0: beer. Coors is in a small bottle. Not that I'm mm-hmm. into that beer, but Yeah. But I did watch that's Cobra not, Kai.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I need to catch up on season two. I'm not I'm not current. Gross, that's what I need great. to watch. And that's what I need to watch, man. Watch out. Don Hoyt says, Wisconsin is 31 degrees. There you go. So we believe there are five steps to becoming a professional photographer, regardless of whether or not you want to actually make money or not. You still need to go through those same four or five steps. Arguably five steps. It's just, it's up to you whether or not you want to kind of complete the final step and like, you know, really make money. But those steps... Those steps. What's that? Money is good. I said, I like money. It's it's an awesome thing to be able to get paid for something that you love. To be able to, uh, you know, pursue a hobby, pursue a passion. Something that is really fulfilling to you. You know, if you're always, you know working on a spreadsheet and it's not something that you love doing and, and you feel alive when you take your Canon R or R5 out and you're photographing an amazing sunset, it's a beautiful thing to be able to convert that passion. That could be like therapy to some of you guys. I know for me, I had a really rough time in my life when I was around 18 years old and photography was like a therapy for me, kind of breathing some life back into me, you know? Um, so regardless of whether it's a hobby for you, whether it's just an exciting um, you know, th- thing that you do, hobby, or whether um, whether it's literally just for you to like, you know, be therapeutic. Like Rich builds guitars for therapy. You know, I took photos for therapy. Um, I go surfing for therapy. You know, like these are very therapeutic, good for my soul things. And photography can be that. How many of you guys? Um...
0: I get, I get therapy for therapy.
1: <laughs> there's there's that too. I think we've all had that. Counselors are a good thing, you know, because my wife and I have had a perfect marriage the entire time. You know, like we've never we've never gotten we've always agreed on everything, you know. So so many people think like counseling and therapy and all these things are are like are shameful. I remember thinking, oh, gosh, we can't be the type of people. And I'm like, and the more I I I talk, all my friends go to yeah, all my friends go to counseling at different times in their life. And it's good. Even if things don't suck, it's good to go get a checkup. And I believe the same thing with photography as well even if you think you're doing good it's good to attend a workshop or to you know to watch a class or to use someone else's presets or, or something like that to kind of like reinvigorate yourself get inspired and kind of like you know see a different perspective and to grow because if you're not growing you're dying what are you going to show us
0: that's what iceland that's was for me i was I, I got burned out yeah that's ryan Moser on top of an airplane mm,
1: he really flies man he's really lighting up the sky you know what i'm saying Ouch. That, that, is, that, is, that is beautiful. You know, Tammy Ross. Is yeah. It was a little, co- it was a little cold.
0: It was a little cold, David. I'm sorry. It wasn't 80 degrees and perfect out, but I did see the Northern lights.
1: I, yeah. I've never seen the Northern lights except for on my Apple TV, um, screensaver. What's really cool.
0: They're actually really difficult to shoot cause they move so fast. It's like mm. something you don't think about. Mm.
1: Gotcha. Heart wrenching. I, I mean, I, I haven't really thought about it. Um, <laughs> So here's the thing. A lot of you guys are saying um, love some photography therapy, says Ramona Wyatt. Um, yeah, there you go. Terry Mathis is saying photography is my church. There you go. Dancing and photography are my therapy, says Marilyn Sains. Sains? Just Sains. Um, So here's the deal. We believe there's five steps, whether you're using photography as therapy, whether you're using it as a hobby, or whether you're pursuing it as a profession, part-time, or even full-time. Okay. All right. We believe there are specific steps to get there. We're going to talk about those steps. Step number one, the very first step we believe, and I was getting this out of order. This is my confession. Okay.
0: We, we messed up.
1: We, I messed up because basically I thought step number one is, well, you just learn to shoot. You just need to learn how to set your camera in manual mode, you know, like to switch it from, you know, over here where it says, you know, automatic mode switch it over here to, to M for manual mode, I thought that was, you know, the first step. I thought that's what you needed to do. And you just need to shoot really quick in manual mode, you know? Uh, never mind the fact that it took me two years to learn how to do manual mode. For my students, I can help them do it in a few hours, you know? And, and I just didn't realize how big and how daunting of a task that is. Now, is it important to shoot in manual mode? Absolutely, 190%. Yes. It 100, 190% is, because what I basically thought is, I thought step one is learn how to shoot in manual mode and take manual control of your scene, and I'm just realizing that's actually probably step two. There's a step prior to that, which I just wasn't really, I just didn't really, I couldn't, I just didn't know enough back then when I was you know, building these courses for the first time. And now after having thousands of students, we've learned a lot. You know, we've made lots of mistakes. We're not perfect, guys. That's why we have seen counselors for our marriage
0: well, just David's being, not perfect. I'm perfect. I mean, that's Rich I, is perfect. I mean, clearly, look at his beard. Yeah, that's, fine. that's why I'm here. It's amazing. It's getting longer. I'm getting longer by the day, David.
1: Mm, there you go. You know, I want to take up guitar. Just, just a side thought. I want to learn guitar. Actually, either guitar or piano or something. You know, something like that. Piano
0: teaches you every instrument, just saying.
1: I did take piano lessons when I was uh, like five, six, for like a month. i got a
0: piano. There's a, there's a piano right there. There you go. What's the the joke
1: joke? like you can't you can't piano a tuna, but you can tuna a piano or something. I forget Um, So we thought previously that step one was to learn how to shoot your camera in manual mode And we're realizing that's not actually step one and I thought step two Was learning to edit to recreate the emotion and I'm realizing that's not actually step two. It's actually step three Okay, so what is step one? Rich, what is step one? What is what is actually the most important step for
0: what starting What do the students out? say? I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, what the comments. What do you guys think step one is?
1: Piano if, first. So we, we got it
0: wrong. We thought it was learn how to use your camera and then learn how to edit. But we were wrong. Yeah. So we, we, we restructured, repackaged, reshot, retaught some things. And now the most important thing you can do as a photographer to start taking pictures Beyond that snapshot that your neighbor can take or that anybody can take there's something you have to do first
1: i I got just I gotta just say this while the comments are coming in and I, some of y'all are getting this right uh, Jessica Buzz, I don't even know how to pronounce your 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 new last name Jessica um, but Jessica, who y'all are seeing on the screen is is a dear friend of mine who i haven't gotten to talk to in a while because she's moved away and got married and all that stuff and I also moved away but how dare. Jessica Jessica was my photography intern um, and then friend, uh, a long time ago, like five or six, seven years—I forget how many years ago. Probably seven years ago, six years ago, something like that. Jessica, you're awesome. I hope you're having an amazing, amazing life and marriage and all that and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but hi Jessica, it's good if to not, see. You.
0: If not, David can recommend a really good marriage counselor. <laughs> there
1: you go. All right, so we got a bunch of people. Uh, Dory says, find the right mentor. That's a great. <laughs> duh. See, that's a, duh. That's a. duh. That's a great step. Um, and a lot of you guys are saying this, okay? Um, and y'all are saying need to go outside and be creative, um, buy your equipment. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that could be a, that could be one of those things. But what's interesting, use
0: um, like man. Man uh, views
1: like church pews. Okay, I didn't actually know how to pronounce your name last name. Um, awesome. All right. So the first step is um, is actually, and a bunch of you guys have said this. So I'm I know I know a lot of y'all said that, but Katrina said see like a photographer okay the first step is actually to learn to see like a photographer and so what does that actually mean what does that mean rich what does that mean to you to be able to see like a photographer
0: well here here's the thing something happens and it's really cool like it was really fun to plan this course that we're talking about three weeks ago now because mm-hmm. we planned it and filmed it and it's getting edited I need to check on that today um it was really fun to shoot it because it, it's something I take for granted. I see like a photographer every time I go anywhere. I'm looking for light or looking at angles or looking at everything all the time. It's like there's something fundamentally broken inside of me. And that's why if you give me an a three-year-old iPhone, I can take a great picture Cocky. because I see like a photographer. And that's why, you know, you give David Monar a brand-new Canon R5 and, you know, he can take an okay picture. <laughs> face. Just kidding. That's <laughs> why, like, so, like, it's one of those things where it doesn't matter if, if you're starting to see like a photographer. You're not limited by your gear. Um, the first step is to see like a photographer, and that's a mindset. That's I mean, right. there's technical rules in there too, but, I mean, you have to, like, think about the story you want to tell. David, elaborate on that for a minute.
1: Well, what's interesting is is that, um, hey, look at this. Chris Ellison is on, and he gave us the winky face. Chris, Chris, El- Chris, El- up, bro. Chris, Chris Ellison, folks, he's actually the one, the, the magician uh, editing this brand new course called S- Learning to See Like a Photographer. So, Chris, <laughs> slow clap for you. I got to talk to Chris on the phone yesterday. Um, he's doing an awesome job. I totally,
0: got- I totally forgot the call.
1: <laughs> you're a jerk face. Um, yep. Well, you're feeling a little congested. So, and you were driving. I
0: feel better. I feel better today.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, I lost my train of thought. I totally lost it.
0: Learning to see learned. mindset.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah here, here's what I was going to say. You know, so here's the thing learning to see. Can I just be honest for a second? Like, I'm going to admit that like, I was wrong. I thought step one was learning your camera, and step two was editing. Where instead, <clears throat> what I'm doing is I'm bumping a whole step in front of it. Because I realized so many people were like, okay, this is a technically correct image. And no offense to some of our students, because some of y'all, a lot of y'all, most of y'all take amazing photos. But sometimes they're like, look, I got the exposure right. But the picture looks like crap. It looks like like it's boring. Right. It's like a boring photo. I'm not talking about all our students. Right. I'm just saying some people.
0: Just yours.
1: Just, just your. No, just kidding. Um, But sometimes, sorry, shaking the camera a little bit. Sometimes um, sometimes the camera, like the, the settings are perfect, like the exposure's great, um, you know, like the eyes are in focus, but the shot is just boring. There's no story attached to it. There's nothing to make it come alive. I don't know what you're wanting me to look at. All you have is a photo that's not too bright or not too dark, which is a correct exposure. That doesn't mean it's a good picture. Like yes, you may have technically gotten the picture correct, from a brightness standpoint and even from a focus standpoint but what story is it telling me which emotion is it conveying what do you want me to feel i need to freaking feel something when you show me a picture okay Mm. i need to feel something Mm. and here's the thing guys i was afraid to teach you guys this thing because i didn't know how to put it into words i didn't know how to create a system or a formula or even a set of rules per se to teach someone. I hadn't really thought about it. I I just thought like, well, you you just kind of learn over time, like how to see like a photographer. That's kind of what I thought, you know, and that does happen. And some people just like have a good eye. They may not know why their pictures are turning out good. They're just emulating um, some inspiration that they've seen from Ansel Adams in the past or Rich Coleman's photos or you know, Joni Bias's photos, whoever whoever's photos, okay, um, someone that they admire, or just someone that they're following on Instagram, whatever, they are gathering inspiration, and they're able to maybe remember the way that photo made them feel, and then recreate some similarities, whether it's the angle, whether it's the lighting, whether it's the, the focus, um, whether it's the clarity, you know, tint, all of these different things can go into effect on what creates the feel you know of
0: an actual and a lot of a lot of that subconscious too so like we had to like spend a lot of time diving in like what like how can we articulate what we're trying to say because like i'm going to say this david you might not like it you might like it you're very natural you're very natural learn to see like that was you i feel like my learn to see was a little bit more trained um like i had to learn it i didn't just have it Mm. what do you think what are your thoughts on that
1: I mean, I don't know for a fact that you, I don't know your story per se. I think you're an amazing photographer now and, have been, for a long, be. and for, have been for a long time. But for me, I think I had, I don't think I have the most natural eye. Okay. I don't think I have, have the, the, the best natural good eye. I think there's other people, um, even growing up in my photography classes, that had a better eye than I had. They're better at telling stories. They're better at having creative ideas. And that's okay. You know, um, when I was shooting commercial photography for record labels, album covers, all sorts of things, right? Um, A lot of times, I wasn't the best person at coming up with the original idea for like, hey, let's photograph uh, Colton Dixon underwater, per se. A lot of times, the artists themselves would say, "I have this idea. I just don't know how it would work or what it would really feel like." But I'm like, it's the formations of an idea. And one of the things that I was gifted at, I think, is like, is taking a thought, and like turning it into, making it become a reality. Okay. So, for instance, um,
0: so i that good wasn't at, your idea, the underwater thing. I'm good at your brain.
1: Oh, it was, we had a, we had a uh, brainstorming session. I don't remember, I remember having a brainstorm session with Colton and the art directors at EMI, or Capitol Records, whatever it was at the time, and, um, and then it being a, a collaborative conversation. But I think Colton Dixon himself had the original idea um, for, uh, for like having that underwater shot, per se and then we kind of figured out, okay, well, what if there's a wave and there's an anchor holding it down because the album was called Anchor, anyways. The point being is that um, I don't credit myself with being the most creative person in the world. What I've learned to do is take inspiration and experience and you know other people's images from masters and like kind of gather those subconsciously mad brain and then create something beautiful when it's my turn to create. So I, I love how, um, I love how there's these quotes where it says like, steal like an artist. Um, and then it also it's it's saying like, um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, so I, I can't remember exactly, but the thought is like every idea has been begged, borrowed or stolen from somewhere. Now I'm not saying to blatantly copy someone's ideas, but what I am giving you permission is to find some photographers, find some photos that inspire you and try to recreate what inspires you about those images. As you're moving forward, you might say, I really love when we're shooting that low angle from a low wide angle, and I love the way that it makes me feel like there's this gigantic expanse. And I love how the, mooding was, the mood and the lighting was a little bit darker and a little bit more somber. I loved those things, so I'm gonna try to emulate that in my pictures. It doesn't mean that you're gonna go copy someone exactly. It means that you're drawing from inspiration from other people. However, here's the thing. Like I said, I was a little bit insecure on teaching that. I was a little little bit insecure in trying to figure out how to teach someone creatively because I don't personally feel like the most creative person in the world. When you have people out there like Jeremy Cowart, who uh, like I will forever be in Jeremy Cowart's shower, shadow, because not shower, shadow. Uh, (laughs) I have to text him that quote. I'll be forever in a shower just creeping out. Um, No, but I feel like I'll always be in his shadow because he's such an amazing, um, you know, creative um, artist, visionary artist, okay? So good at the creative side and stuff. But the thing is, I've learned, um, I've learned to take the things that uh, that inspire me and then be able to translate them into my own vision. And it's worked out very well. So you have to be you, you have to figure out your style and be okay if you don't feel like the most creative, most artistic artsy-fartsy person in the room, you can you know find what inspires you about these artistic photos and then make them your own. Here's my point, Bring it all around full circle. We wanted to be able to teach you guys how to see like a photographer. For those of you guys who are excited and passionate about photography, but don't feel like you naturally have a good eye, this course is for you, okay? Because what we're gonna do is teach you principles even you know, composition rules, but really a framework for how to think of how to tell an amazing story with a photograph. Every photograph is a story. Every photograph should convey certain emotions. What emotions do you want your subjects to feel? Okay. Your job as the photographer is to craft a story that moves people to feel something. So if you just simply take a photo that's technically correct and in focus, but you don't make me feel anything other than blah, then you did not do the, a good job, okay? So, here's, here's what we've done. We've created this course called Learning to See Like a Photographer. And what we've done is, for those of you guys who don't feel like you have a good eye, we're gonna teach you the, component, the components of what it takes to tell an amazing story and teach you some, you know, some quick tips, some things to avoid, and a framework <clears throat> for how to tell an amazing story. For those of you guys who already feel like you have a good eye, you just may not have words to describe what you are doing or what you're inspired by, um, and you you most likely have not learned all the lessons that we can and and will teach you inside this learning to see course, okay? So for those of you guys who don't feel like you have a good eye, this course is perfect for you because it's gonna help you develop your good eye and be able to tell much more powerful, much more concise, stories with your images, okay? So and it doesn't matter whether or not you have an iPhone, or whether or not you have, you know, a four-year-old um, Rebel T6 or T5, or whether or not you have, you know, something that's brand new like the Canon R5, okay? It doesn't matter. The point is, is that you can tell better stories and create emotion when you learn to see like a photographer, when you learn to visualize what could be when you learn to be able to recreate and craft a story in a single frame all right so regardless of whether or not you feel like you have a good eye or even that you do have a good eye but you want to learn and you want to refine that craft we've determined that that's step number 1 in the process of become, of the five steps of becoming an excellent professional photographer that there's five steps learning to see which is what this course is all about Learning to shoot, which is what we have our Master Your Camera course all about inside of the Photo Mentorship. If you're not a member of the Photo Mentorship, you'll get access to all of this stuff, by the way. And then step number three is to learn to edit to recreate the emotion that you felt when you're viewing the scene with your own eyes. So when you started visualizing what that story would look like, okay, then you try to craft the story as best you can in the camera with your zoom, with your angle, with your lighting. Um, with what you're intentionally having in your frame, with the way that you're blocking out, distracting things in the background from the location choice. How you tell the story is by you visualizing what it could look like in the end. Then you take um, manual control of your you know, shooting process, shooting in manual, so that you can capture what you actually see, what you visualize. Then, how many of you guys know that even as amazing as our cameras go, uh, are these days, you can't actually... Uh, Our cameras can't actually capture all the details and they don't adequately recreate the emotion that we felt in that moment when there was that stunning sunset, right? This is why we edit. We edit to recreate that emotion that we felt when we are viewing the scene with our own eyes, okay? Step four is to actually start your business. Now, this is optional for you guys, okay? Step four is to actually start your business, and step five is to specialize and build your brand, okay? And those are the professional steps. Steps four and five are to specialize, well, to start your business and then specialize, which is also the process of building your brand so that you can actually make a lot of money if that's actually what you want to do, okay? So here's what we're going to do. Rich was having a little internet trouble. He lives on an island, so we're gonna to have to forgive him there, all right? We're gonna give away this lens in just a minute. I'm gonna make sure that my team has kind of uh, randomly drawn someone. Let me make sure we got that. Uh, there we go. Perfect, perfect. So what I'm gonna do is I am shooting on, for, for those of you guys who did not hear me earlier, I've got a camera that's a Canon RP. It's basically a cheaper version of the Canon R or the Canon R5. Let me see if that'll focus here. Canon R5. Brand new camera. This thing is amazing. I'm just kind of playing around with it. Um, but it's, it's really awesome. The Canon RP is really incredible. It's under 1000 bucks. It's a full-frame camera. I'm using that as my webcam right now. I think it's my new exciting webcam. And I got this 35 Young um, Yongnuo lens that's an F2, which means it can blur the background like you're seeing. You're seeing a very blurred background here. By the way, just for fun, just for giggles, let's let's try this real quick. I'm going to show you. That's at an F2. And let's do this at... Let's see if we can go to F8. I'll go to F11. Look at the difference in the background. Let's see if that, Let's see if this will. I don't know if it's gonna. Right, let me switch this. Oh, it's not letting me switch it when I'm live on the camera for some reason. Anyways, I guess it's staying at that at that same setting and there we go, there we go. That's interesting, it's, it's, not actually, it's not actually switching to F11. Anyways, here's the point. At F2.0, you can blur the background just like you're seeing right now, okay? Um, and what F2.2 does is it actually opens up to a large size like this, okay? And that way, it can really blur that background. One of you guys is about to win that 35 millimeter lens that can go, it's the same lens that you're seeing my camera through right now. So I'm excited for that. All right, and the winner, you guys ready for this? Rook Thrain, she said, I would actually love a course on actually starting your business. Well, we'll probably talk about that a little bit next week because that's definitely in the works. Oh, by the way, if you guys are a photo mentorship member, photo mentorship members get free access, well, in, included in their membership to all of our online courses. And they get to do three or four live shows a week and get all their questions answered, either publicly on our private Facebook group or uh, privately uh, in a private chat on, when they're logged in. But this course, learning to see like a photographer, will release in less than three weeks. The first week in next month, which is December, so right after Thanksgiving, this course, learning to see, will start releasing. We'll, we release it episodically, kind of like a, you know, a TV show used to do. You know, or if you're watching Disney Plus and you're watching The Mandalorian, like me, glued to your TV every Friday, like ready for the next episode. Uh, we release a essentially an episode a week, so it'll be about four uh b- about four releases in the month of december and we will be releasing that course uh learning to see like a photographer and honestly i'm really excited about it. i taught this course rich taught this course and we had some really really beautiful really stunning photos and i and actually you know it would be fun to actually show you guys um you know some of the photos that we shot um and i, I can kind of show you a little hint but what here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna announce the winner first and then I'm gonna share my screen for a second. Is that okay with you, with you guys? If I um, show you guys some of the uh, photos that we shot during the course. <laughs> uh, Linda Sing with cliffhangers. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The winner is of a brand new Yongnuo 35 mm lens is Patty Morris. You've got one more lens, Morris, to add to your collection. There you go. So it's a Yongnuo. 35 millimeter lens. We will mail that straight to you, okay? Diane Capone says, TPM member, best place to be on the, your journey. So thanks so much. Awesome. So I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that because the learning to see like a photographer course is coming out really soon. Now here's what I want to do. I want to show you guys a few photos um, that we actually shot live um, during this course. Like all these photos I'm about to show you are photos that we shot live. So we go through a lot of different things. Let me... Um, I'll show you guys a couple of quick examples. This is like the very beginning. Okay, so we had a a stunning model here. Uh, Her name was Ashley Lurie. She's, you know, local around here. Ash Lur, Ash underscore Lur, I think is her um, Instagram handle. We wanted to show you guys that a lot of times like you're in locations like this that are actually kind of blah, kind of boring, you know? Like she's pretty, of course, but like look at these ugly air conditioners with the rusting and stuff like that. A lot of times you guys just take a picture like this and it's a snapshot. But what you're not really realizing, this is the stuff that we're talking about and learning to see, it's, it's essentially like, we talk about storytelling, we talk about, let's identify what are the essential storytelling elements in this you know, scene, whatever it is, okay? What is essential to this scene? Well, if I'm looking at this scene right here, I'd say what's essential is, not, is probably, not necessarily even her shoes, but probably to the fact that we have this beautiful girl right here and we'd like to see her smile. This is kind of a, you know, kind of a blah face as well. Um, but that's, you know, she's essential to this. Is this light pole essential? No. Is, are these rusty air conditioners essential? No. Is this power outlet over here essential? No. What about this drainage pipe over here? No. What about the ground? Eh, I don't know. I mean, it's not essential to the story. What's essential? It's kind of like a senior portrait or a fashion portrait or something like that. Okay. None all the other things are not you know, essential. So what you do is you want to remove distractions and frame your image to only focus on what's essential and remove the distractions of what are non-essential. So a very simple illustration is a lot of people just like oh let's take a picture in this location and they just click snap and this is exactly what an iPhone photo would look like. Just snap, okay we're here, okay. Now take a look at this. The exact same location I sidestepped a few steps over and just zoomed in and cropped from here to here, got a beautiful smile, beautiful lighting, there's nothing distracting here, okay? If if there's anything distracting, maybe it's this very top corner or this side, so really it's not a problem. I could always crop in a little teeny bit if we wanted to and remove some of those distractions a little teeny bit, right, and now we've got essentially all of them out, right? So very, very simply, just learning to see like a photographer, you can take a scene that most of the world would photograph like this, okay? most of the world would just take a snapshot like this and instead you could zoom in and hone in like this, you know or you know you could craft it something like this as well, okay you could do all sorts of different things so you know, at the same time, we teach you guys about lighting in this course and a way to look at lighting. Like, you can create lighting that's dark and moody and somber and creating silhouettes like this. And, and in the same scene, you could also create a bright and airy, vibrant feel. It's the same scene. The, the, listen, these are taken, like, you know, five seconds away from each other, you know? Like, this photo was taken, like, a few seconds after. And this is a very different feel, even just, you know, a few minutes later as well. You can also create these dramatic shadows and these dramatic lines in these different situations, you know. And then you can create these bright and vibrant photos as well. So we talk about a lot of different things here. We talk about how to find beautiful light. Let me see if I can show you some different examples here. We've got so many beautiful photos here. It's like, you know. And we're, all these photos were shot kind of like over the shoulder, um, while we're doing teaching and talking in real time. Rich is shooting a lot of these. Um, we're talking about how to find beautiful light. Let me see if we can find some examples of bad light here. Let me see if I can find it. Because we kind of talked about the difference. Like A lot of times people will have sunlight directly in, photo- in people's faces, and literally by just shifting the angle a little teeny bit, Not like this to where you have the sun halfway in her face, but by shifting the angle a little teeny bit, you could get to here, okay? So let me show you that. We've got this image, and this image, and this image. You know, these images are all shot within seconds of each other. Which one's the best one? Right? Which one is the best one? (laughs) You've got this photo right here where sunlight is directly in her face, okay? So this is all part of learning to see like a photographer. It's learning to understand what lighting is gonna do just by shifting the direction, just by blocking a little sunlight here, okay? Shifting the direction a little bit. You still have these dark spots. Let me go back to this one. You still have these dark spots in her face and these bright spots over here, and it looks like my photo is a little bit out of focus as well, okay? Like, that's not good. Even if I, let's say, just as an example, even if I raise the exposure a little teeny bit here, like, it looks okay, it looks a little better on her face, but look at this super bright spot and this shiny spot on her nose. Like, that doesn't look good, okay? Now, check this out. Look how amazing that looks, okay? There's no bright spot on her nose. It just looks awesome, okay? Same situation, just getting the proper exposure on her face. You know, and so these are a lot of the different things that we're talking about. We talk a lot about telling different stories. We talk about, um, you know, how to find perfect reflections, how to edit to recreate the emotion of what you felt. We do some landscape stuff as well. We talk about the only time that you actually can shoot direct sunlight in someone's face is because. What do you guys think? you think that one looks all right? I think that looks stunning right there. So anyways, I'm really excited. And there's so much more. I won't even get, I won't even show you guys all of these photos, but there's so much more that we can talk about, um, that we talk about inside this course as well that I'd be I'm really excited for you guys to check out in the near future. Um, when we talk about all sorts of lighting, shooting in ugly locations. Like, so for instance, here is, uh, let's see if I can find like the, the uh, picture of this location. It was... Uh, I don't know if I have a picture of it, but we were shooting near a bunch of trash cans, and then we came up with some stunning images right near trash cans. We found, we found like how to shoot in ugly locations and all sorts of stuff, so I'm just really excited uh, to show you guys this course when it releases in just a few weeks from now. So if you're not a member of the Photo Mentorship, go check it out. Congrats again to Patty Morris for winning the Yongnuo 35mm lens that's f2.0. And um, I'm just really excited because we just have a lot of amazing stuff in the, in the works. Um, and thank you guys so much for, um, for tuning in today. Ramona is asking if this is already on the website. It is not. The course is filmed. It's in the editing process. Chris Ellison is actually editing it. The first episode of this course will drop at the very first week in December. But if you get access to the photo mentorship now then you can start taking all the other courses and attend our other exclusive Facebook Lives and trainings and all sorts of stuff and get all your questions answered as well. But I'm excited because this course... I think is really gonna change the way that you guys see it and hopefully allow a lot of you guys to refine your sight, re- refine your visualization skills to be able to see like an amazing photographer and really tell more profound, more powerful, more beautiful, more engaging, more emotional stories every single time. We love you guys. Have a fantastic day. Um, can't wait to see you guys uh, inside the Photo Mentorship. We'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com.